a super special episode of Legends in the Dark, where we decided instead of doing any real research, we would watch a TV show instead. My name is Jay. And I am Leslie. And Sally, that is true. But we did promise you months ago that if Skinwalker Ranch, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch was ever free, we would review it. And guess what's free, baby? That sounded weird. I don't think I should ever do that again. I think so. <laughs> How are you doing, Jay? Doing pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. I actually got vaccinated. Um, so my arm hurts. And I'm really tired, so I, but luckily I haven't had any side effects except for like really tired. And um, I was lightheaded when I first got it, but then my arm. That's only, that's only a few things, but besides that, I'm really excited though. You said you had to like drive all the way out to Dinuba to get this vaccination. Yeah, they um, were offering it for full-time employees. And since I work for the government, um, and so does my husband, we got to you know, go out there. And it was, it was really kind of funny too, because I ran into a friend who told me about it was there with her coworkers. So we're all like, you know, sitting in our cars cause they make you wait 15 minutes after you get it. And we're all sitting in our cars, like talking and we're like, we can't wait until we can talk without mask <laughs> or well, we'll still probably wear a mask. But like what it is, is like, it's just weird. I haven't seen my friend without a, like a screen around her that it, it's really weird to see someone in person again. Like when me and you finally meet again in person, it's probably going to be so weird. Yeah, probably like holy crap i haven't seen you in like since like last year sometime i know right almost a year now because i think we recorded no it's over a year because i think we recorded it in february mm-hmm. and because yeah it was like last year this time we were like we're we can't wait till the summer so we can go out ghost hunting and then no ghost hunted for us no mm-hmm. but uh you want to get started yep okay well dive right into this All right, so ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, what we did this week is we watched The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. It is a History Channel show. It premiered on March 31st, 2020. It's eight episodes. Currently, it's on Hulu and on Discovery Plus if you have it. And we promised that if this was ever available to us, that we were able to watch it, we would watch it and review it. Now, I watched the first episode, and I texted you, Jay, and I said, we should review every single episode because I don't know how you feel, but this this show is everything I didn't know I wanted in a reality investigation documentary style show i mean we have people with nicknames we have lights we have rich people driving around in their fancy cars and we have a inner sanctum control center with a backsplash that would make any hgtv renovation proud like it's everything i ever wanted in a show but honestly it's also pretty dang good i think what's your thoughts super high-tech helicopters that get rolled out on little platforms oh i know right like don't forget about the helicopters and the super secret like inner sanctum i have a key code on here (laughs) i'm just i'm I'm flashing back to jack nicholson and batman like where does he get all those marvelous toys (laughs) oh my gosh that's so true (laughs) 
Because, like, later they just, they keep having stuff. Everybody just disregard my terrible Jack Nicholson impersonation. But (laughs) that's where we were going with it. It's not not one of your better ones. It isn't. Okay, so should we start with episode one? So since we don't really do a lot of uh, reviews, I think what the best way to do is probably just go over the episode in order, the rundown, and then just talk about it along the way. What do you think? Sounds good. So to start with, this show is told from the, the main perspective of the show is told from, uh, was it Travis Taylor? Dr. Travis. Dr. Travis Taylor, who is a, was he, he's a bunch of different things. He's an astrophysicist. Well, uh, I have it all in my notes. Do you want me to start? Just go ahead and roll it out. Roll it out. Let's do this. Because I have some notes on him, too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Dr. Travis fan right now. So episode one, we fade in to someone saying that there was an emergency. We get a notice on the screen that it's August 20th. Oh, and this is after talking about Skinwalker Ranch, how it has weird things on it. It's been going on for 200 years. We get a notice saying it's August 20th, 2019, about 3.19 p.m. We meet a group of men and a woman overseeing what looks to be a, a dead cow. We don't know who these people are. We're not introduced. Yet... We know that there's something going on. There's talk of radiation. They are taking measurements. They are taking tests. Hmm? No animal tracks. No animal tracks. They're talking about how strange it is. They're talking about how that it is a cow. It's dead. And they don't know what happened. And FYI, I want to go on right now. If you don't want to watch this show, um... Well, if you do want to watch this show, be uh, prepared. They're, they do show a dead animal. And be prepared that um, they show pictures of dead animals. Or at least uh, uh, cows, cows as well. Cows. And cows as well. <laughs> cows as well. And also be aware that um, it's it does have some... I won't get into it because I saw the whole series. I know you have only seen a couple episodes. I won't get into it now, but... It's, it's very, if, if, it's not that it shows anything, but there are some squeamish parts for me. But also, if you want to watch it, don't listen to this episode, because we will be going through the whole episode. So, as these people are talking, the, we fade back, and it says we rewind to 12 weeks earlier to May 28th, 2019. Utah, Salt Lake City. So, anything you want to dig in there, or... Anything you want to talk about on that scene? Like, as an opening, what did you think about it? When I first saw the, the well, the initial opening, like like you said, when they were all gathered around the cow and everything like that, I was I was like, okay. So I, I, I was afraid that they were kind of like throwing us into something before they really had a chance to explain it. And then they're just like, oh, okay, so this is, what was it, say 12 weeks earlier or yeah. something like that? I'm like, okay, cool. So... We're getting now. We're going back and getting the backstory. That being said, the setup for when he went to the 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 office where the guy who owns the, the Skinwalker Ranch, which is the next scene, which I'll talk about. So don't give anything away. I will say my initial impression of that whole scene is I started to feel like 
is this fake? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just it had such kind of a fakey feel to it. I was like, hmm. Okay, oh. but you, you go ahead and you discuss. That was my initial. I, it, it started, it got better, but that was my initial impression. Yeah. It, you know, I've noticed shows have done this a lot. And, you know, some books have done this too, where it's almost like give us a scene that intrigues us, that makes us ask questions, and we'll stay. So right now we have the scene. We don't know who these people are. We don't recognize any of them. And even if you watch, like, The Hunt um, for Skinwalker, the, the movie we did, reviewed on, there's no one I recognized. So, I mean, actually, yeah, no, no, not in that scene. No one we recognize. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was a risk. Honestly, it's a risk because I, if, and then if I think this whole thing's just going to be about cow mutilations, I'm just going to be like, I'm out, you know? But I stuck with it. And so we rewind back to 12 weeks and we see Salt Lake City, we see a high rise, and then we see a conference room, and inside someone's being led in, and we see that it's all the same people, except for the woman, we don't see the woman, but it's all the same men who we saw around this dead cow. Uh, and behind them, they have a big sign that says Skinwalker Ranch. So obviously we're in some kind of a high rise building, we're in the new ownership of Skinwalker Ranch. And for any of you who've heard our part three of Skinwalker Ranch, the hunt for the Skinwalker, you'll know that in the movie, they, there was a new owner and they, they blocked his face. They changed his voice. And they even had a note on the screen saying that they would never release it, their name, even if it comes out in the future. And now we know that the reason they probably did that, because this is 2019, the movie was in 2018, the reason they probably did that is they were probably in talks with History Channel to do their own series, which kind of makes sense because I remember when we were watching that movie and I'm like, why didn't they do any investigation? They literally walked around, looked at stuff, and then sat around a bonfire. Like, I was so disappointed that they didn't do any investigation, and it's because it was already in the works. So, no. Now we know that the owner, uh, or the new owner of Skinwalker Ranch is a one, oh, Brian. Oh, 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 I'm almost there. Oh, come on. <laughs> hurry, up, hurry up with your stuff. Okay. okay, we are then introduced to Dr. Travis Taylor, an astrophysicist who was the one in the opening who was worried about radiation. Then a man, unassuming, comes in with glasses. He's schvelt. He has a nice suit. He's very Should clean. Schvelt, yeah, he was, he was pretty thin. Uh, eh. He's very clean cut. He's youngish, I would say late 30s, early 40s. And we are introduced uh, to Brian Fugo. 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 Fugo, thank you. And he is introduced as the new owner of Skinwalker Ranch. And it's hilarious because I see him and I'm all like, I can now picture the guy sitting on in the hunt for the skinwalker, sitting on the the what's it called? The nightstand telling him talking about, you know, why he wants the ranch, why he thinks this is interesting. And he basically does the same thing in this he sits down at the head of the table and he basically introduces himself to Travis and he basically kind of talks about 
this is why I want Skinwalker Ranch. And you realize it's the same information that you get in the Humphrey Skinwalker when he's talking without a voice. And now you kind of realize why he did that, where it's like, well, I'm doing a show. We're going to talk about the exact same things. So I really kind of don't want to ruin my show, but I'll give you something for your show. So we'll just be, you know, fuzzed out. Basically, in other words, I'm doing a show that's going to be way better than this one. So... You know, we don't really care if you watch this one or not, because we have another one coming out. So watch that one instead. Way better. <laughs> actually. They actually gave us money for this one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he talks about he is, what, is, what does he do? An investor into technologies, and he doesn't say entrepreneur. I think he's like an aerospace. Yeah. Aerospace entrepreneur? Or was that the guy who was before him? No, no, that, that, well, I think they're both. I think they're both aerospace. Yeah, Bigelow, definitely. But I think this guy, he had like three or four things he kind of said, but he didn't really like elaborate. It's, it's kind of like when you watch a movie and someone is in, um, like they work for a, a, let's say a computer company and their computer company is called Comp, you know, like Computer US or, What's the good one? I'm trying to think of like, well, the last one I watched, like, you know, internet, you know, we, we're going to go on the internet. Like, it's very genetic. Like, oh, we work in with transportation. It's like, it's very like, he just kind of says, we work with, I invest in technologies and technology companies. Basically, that's it. That's all we need to know. Exactly. Okay. So he sits down at this conference table, and we are introduced to a team of investigators. We have Eric Brad, the principal investigator, who he we will later learn runs a control room on the ranch and has done observational investigation and documentation. Jim, I want to pronounce this name wrong, I'm sorry, Jim Sigala. And all it says is him is, and even Brian introduced him, is like he has a PhD that's on the on his name, but then all, all he's introduced is, and he's a scientist. So he doesn't really say what his field is. Um, then we have Thomas Winterton. He's uh, the ranch superintendent who will later have some very real experiences he will share with the team. And Dr. Well, with the, not the team, I'm sorry, with the show and Dr. Taylor, or as I'm going to call him, Travis. We have Jim Morse, uh, the ranch manager. And then we have Jay's favorite, Bryant dragon arnold head of security dragon dragon like oh man we're getting game of thrones now here you know we have the mountain we have like they have nicknames for everyone and it's like now we have the dragon like i was waiting for him to show like a tattoo like this is why they call me the dragon no i'm just imagining like this sweeping like camera angle that shows the whole skin okay things popping up around i know with and you just like have this instead of uh, a throne of swords it would just have this we're just going to have like this really run down ranch house <laughs> nobody's fighting over this but you know so basically what I wrote here, my first thought is after he does an introduction and then he basically turns to Travis and he's all like, this is the team. And I'm not kidding. He will just call them team from now on, but he's like, this is the team. And all I keep thinking is like Avengers assemble. And then literally he says, 
So I'm glad we're assembled. And I'm like, okay, someone loves Marvel. Someone, someone wants to be the Tony Stark of this investigation. Cue, cue the Avengers theme song with like, you know, like an S and a, like an SW instead of the A. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying Skinwalker and Stark. I'm like, he's already got the S down. Like, hey, he's involved with technologies. Oh, oh my gosh. He has a suit. He has a suit. I know it. Right. Okay, so Brian goes on to explain his interest in the ranch and his reasons of why he bought it and what he wants to accomplish. And so he talks about his, he talks about his background, about growing up, about being um, interested in, and he does this along the way. You could tell it's like the same kind of, he has this one story that later you find out, but if you watch the hunt for Skinwalker, he talks to the director uh, in that documentary and he shows a photo and he says, basically like, this is what I saw on the ranch and it's like a UFO. And they, they show that later, like in the series, but like he talks about that moment and just basically like wanting to figure out what's going on. And this is really interesting. Then he goes into like the info about the ranch and this is was, was new information to me that I didn't realize um, after reading the book and wa watching the documentary that these experiences have been going on since 1911, that people have been reporting weird things, seeing lights. And because I, all the stories always to me start off with the, even though we know the real name of the ranch family, I still want to call them the Gormans because that was it. That was what was in the book. All the stories kind of start off with the Gorman family. And then he also says that there's professionals in the Bigelow era. So Robert Bigelow was the owner of the ranch before um, Brian. And he says, Brian says that there's professionals, scientists, investigators who refuse to ever step foot back on the land. And that's interesting. That's the first time I've ever heard that in all these these series and documentaries. Yeah, that's true. You never really heard in the hunt for the Skinwalker Ranch that, you know, there was ever, like, any kind of, like, problem with people coming back on the land. It was always like, oh, well, there's some funny stuff going on on the land. You know, we've, you know, tooled around the place, check things out and whatever, but they never say like, I'm not coming back ever. Ex exactly. Like it almost seems like people want to come back. Like Nap, George Nap, the one who recorded a lot of stuff, who reported on it. He even says, you know, it's been a while since I've been here, but he never said that he wouldn't go back. I mean, he did go back in the documentary. Mm -hmm. So that was very interesting. And then Brian goes on about the next evidence. Um, there's a ridge, they call it the Mesa. And at night, they've recorded it glowing, like with their infrared. There's beams of light. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. This, this, oh my God, he cracks me up so much. And I love him. This is, this is the guy who I want in charge of my um, Avengers Skinwalker team. Because like, there's beams of light from them. They see these beams of light going up from the sky or to the sky from the ground. And the beams of light, they do kind of look like, tractor beamish you know it's just long um spotlight like if you think of a spotlight turning on and so in my head i'm like okay yeah beams of light spotlight a light even a tractor beam like all these other ones he calls it and do you remember what he calls it 
did he ask? He's like, is there like a used car lot? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Travis behind? asked, like, is there a used car lot behind there? But he calls these things, instead of just saying a beam of light, he says a compact light pillar. <laughs> I love it. I That is from now on why I want to call these. So, I'm he like, would, so he would be like the Bruce Banner. Yes. It's like, you can't just say it's a, you know, spotlight. He has to say it's a compact, compact light pillar coming from the oh. ground. So we we have the Tony Stark, we have the Bruce Banner. I'm gonna say Dragon is like the Hawkeye. Yes, yes. And and oh, let's see. Uh, I you know I would say the guy who always wears the cowboy hat. You know he's probably more like the Ant Man. Possibly we gotta we have to keep going to see where these characters go. But yeah, I just loved it when he said the compact light pillar. I'm like, what does he mean? And then and then Doctor Taylor, Doctor Travis, Travis basically says, so is there a used car lot behind there with a spotlight? I'm like, yes, a spotlight. That's what. That's exactly what it is. But it's still weird. What I'm saying is, it's really weird. They captured that evidence, the mesa glowing, and also a light anomaly. What going across the mountains like it does kind of look like went behind it yeah it went behind it and then disappeared in the clouds and when you're looking at it you almost to me it almost looks like a firelight like a fire bug like because it was like pulsating and then it it goes behind and then it disappears like it it, it goes out which was really weird so like the, the, he has evidence like brian has evidence and it's the first time I'm ever, like, you're ever seeing this on a show about the Skinwalker Ranch. So right away, we're 10 minutes in, and I'm already excited. All jokes aside, I'm really excited because I, I finally want to watch something to, one, really investigate it, but also, two, to really see where these stories I've read about for, like, and heard about for the last couple of years come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you get to hear a little bit more about, like, the the history with the native american tribes that mm -hmm. were in the area like was it the the utes the ute tribe and the navajo and they go kind of go into like you know there they had they the two tribes used to have good relations and then you know as time went on like they started to get strained and let me know if i'm getting a little too ahead of oh no no, no. he they but he talks about that history too, and then they go more into it. You gotta understand how this show is, people, is they do science and then they do lore. And they do a little science and they do a little bit lore. So like when they were doing the history, they do talk about the Native Americans and because it's you gotta understand too, at first I was a little if, if you if, if you're like us and have read the books and watched these documentaries and stuff, it it will seem a little bit boring because they'll like Dr. Travis to point is like, um, he says, so what does this word, where does the word skinwalker come from? Why do you call it that? And then of course they go in to what skinwalker is and the history. So it might be a little bit redundant for you, but it, I think it's really well done for people who don't know about it at all. And I thought they did the lore about it very well as well. Very respectful. Yeah, definitely. So, so Travis basically asks the, whole idea uh, of why he's there like why am i there and i should mention too travis does say that he's worked with nasa he's worked with the department of defense he's worked with different he has degrees in you know astrophysics um was it electric 
Oh, you know, he, it just, he, his optical sciences. Yeah. So it's one of those things where he, he is very educated. And so he's kind of wondering, why am I here? And basically Brian tells them, well, for two reasons, one, they, he wants to be more sturgent. I think that's what the word he used. He basically just kind of said they, that he wants to have investigation be, I think honestly recorded correctly instead of just going out there and start like recording everything and be like, look at this photo we have. Look at this. Like, I think they really want to try to explain what they're seeing. And also there's a whole talk of every time they bring a new member of a team on board, stuff happens on the ranch. And they'll say in particular, like when things get even more aggravated later on. Yeah, and and so it's one of these things where he's basically put in charge of, I mean, they don't say put in charge, but basically they want his knowledge and they want to know how the best way to test this. So after that, they he, everyone agrees, everyone agrees that he'll come out to the ranch. And this next scene, we learn a very important le- uh, lesson about Travis, that he has a really good poker face. Because this is the next scene is, they say, tomorrow we'll take you to the ranch. And this next scene is Brian taking Travis in his, what was that? Was it a Lamborghini? Tony Stark. Oh my gosh, yeah. So we're in this Lamborghini. <laughs> and I know I said that wrong, but we're, we're in this car. Oh, and, and not only like a Lamborghini, but it was like a, like a solid matte black Lamborghini with black rims, tinted windows. Oh. It looked like... <laughs> It looked like something Nick Fury would be driving around in or something. Oh my god, it was so great. And there's like this scene where he, where Brian's asking him, like, do you think I'm crazy for blaming in this? And you could tell, and as he's driving, you hear the motor, like, he's going faster. And then, like, there's this one part where they keep showing him, like, outside of the car where it's like, okay, now the car's getting on this drive. Now the car's getting on the freeway. And there's just this one part where Travis is like, he's not holding on to anything, but there's like, he, he puts his back against the, the chair or the, the car seat. Like, Oh my gosh, you're like going too fast. Like just like, he's not really saying a lot, but he's saying the stuff, but it's kind of like if you ever drive with someone and I'm one of these people who get distracted when they're talking I feel like that's what was happening in the scene because he's just like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Just be really great to get out there. But like, you could just tell like he's like, like Travis is just concentrating on the road and he's not even driving. Just like, dude, just get us there. Like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. It's a like, really, I just, get, I just want to get there in one piece. Yeah. It's, it's just like this really weird scene, but, but Travis has this, this face on kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Just like, why are we in this car? <laughs> Like that look you get on your face when, like, when you're two friends, you've both been drinking, and you decide which one of you is the least drunk <laughs> to drive. And don't drink and drive, but yeah, I know what you're doing. Don't drink and drive, but that's that's the kind of like you're, you're still going like, I know, I know, we both agreed to this, but I know I'm it's still just so very worried. It's just like I and I don't know why, but I have a feeling like. And I don't know if it's maybe because of the driving or if it's the question of basically the question asking a scientist, like, do you think I'm crazy for believing in this? Do you believe in this? And and Travis is very upfront in the beginning where he's saying, like, I don't know what's going on, but I I don't know if I believe in he's skeptical. He he doesn't know what's going on, but he is curious to see what it is that they captured. So now we arrive at Jay's uh, at Jay's favorite part. We go to the hangar. 
and they bring out and they we we are introduced to Brian's brothers and I'm sorry I didn't write the names down but we're introduced to the brothers and they have a helicopter they even said the name of the helicopter and stuff and they bring it out on a little what's that called it's like a little like a little platform like a little yeah like a little mechanical platform that just kind of rolls out with the thing it's not even attached to anything it's like almost like a remote controlled helicopter sitting on the platform and the whole thing rolls out onto the onto the runway and then they just take off yeah and it's it's almost like a helo it's all black it's all i don't it's not tinted or anything like that but it's all black it's takes off and they're going off to to the ranch and i don't know they look like they're going off to run black ops (laughs) like let's go (laughs) stable let's like, let's go destabilize some countries while we're out here. And, it, oh my god, it was my favorite. I mean, honestly, it's, like I said, it had everything I didn't know I wanted in a History Channel show. So they get helicoptered in, and they kind of also kind of go by the Mesa, and the brother, again, I forgot his write his name down, I'm sorry, talks about how he doesn't get too close to the Mesa because weird things happen, and he doesn't want, he wants to be safe, and he doesn't want to do anything that will inter- like mess with a helicopter. And I totally get that. Like, even if you guys don't believe in this stuff or something's out there, it. I don't think I, helicopters kind of make me nervous. I always thought I would want to like fly one or go into one, but like honestly, in the last couple of years, like probably the last what ten years, about people like having helicopter accidents, I'm I'm probably okay with not going on one, but. They get, they land, so they, they get to the ranch, and the ranch has a helicopter pad, and they land, and Travis gets his first look of the cliff that the lights have been seen, and he's really, he really wants to f- try to figure out what's going on, so when they get on the ground, we meet up with the rest of the group, and another security guard named Caleb, um, which if I'm not mistaken, was the security guard in the hunt for Skinwalker when you watch it. Because they only they show the the when they go on the ranch they show everyone from the neck down you don't see any faces, but they only show one of the security guys and I think that was Caleb because I remember his red hair and red um beard he doesn't have yeah. the beard now but he has the red hair. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that was him. And I have a note here in my notes that says that Dragon explains that he's in charge of keeping people out. And that they're and why that their need for weapons because they're both carrying these big weapons. Now I want to say this because I've watched the series, but later he stops carrying the weapon, and I'm not sure if that's because like the producers were like, "Dude, you can't keep carrying this semi around," <laughs> or what's going on because there's a couple of scenes where he stops carrying the guns around. Well, probably because he just doesn't have anything to shoot at. <laughs> Quite honestly, you haven't seen the series, but I, I there was one point where I was like, yeah, I want the gun now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, this is not politics or anything like that. I'm not trying to say guns, good, bad, or anything. I'm just saying there's this point in the show where I would not feel safe on this ranch because now we get our first look at the ranch. For anyone who, when I heard about this ranch, I thought living where we live, we live in the agricultural, um, like center of California. I was thinking, you know, couple acres. 
I can get to the, the houses from the main road. Like, that's how I always pictured this place. It's not. This is like Yosemite Park. Like, they go right in the middle, but it's surrounded by nothing but this this ranch. What did they say? It was like 400 square miles or something? like. It was something so huge when like, you see it on the map. I didn't realize it was that huge. So yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big expanse of land. Yeah, it's huge. And... Like, when you walk around at night, like, it's dark. Yeah, like, they use ATVs and stuff to get, not ATVs, but what is it, like, not golf carts, but they use, like, almost those John Deere tractor type of cars to get around. Yeah. There was, like, that one scene, and where they, they were telling about a story about, I think it was when they were talking about the skinwalkers, and the one of the guys said, oh, there was, you know, there was a night where you're walking around, and he saw, like, just like a pair of red eyes like staring yeah. from the dark it's like ooh, yeah i wouldn't want to be out there yeah that was i got that but we're going to come back because i want to talk about that but um so travis is taken around this place and we see the command center and it's like a really nice trailer and they gather where they're going to gather and they sit there's a big table now this must be a history channel history show thing because I don't know if you've ever seen the show The Curse of Oak Island. Mm, isn't that the one that has like the that's supposed to have the treasure buried under it? Yes, we've never done the story, but it's it's because it's very long and um it's one of those where it's just so many details. I would rather tell people go go listen to Astonishing Legends when they did it because they did like three or four parts. It and it's in it, it's great. But basically the story is the gist of it is there was this this weird rock hanging from a tree found and when the guy started digging he dug some and I might begin this wrong so I apologize he dug some and he found like a, a weird rock that said like symbols on it and I don't know why I forgot why they think it was a treasure but the next then I think maybe they did find some treasure maybe like a gold coin but the next day when he came out with some friends, it was, like, flooded. So they keep trying to dig. And this has been going on for, like, I don't, I don't know, 200 years or so. And so back in, like, the 60s, this family started digging on it. And he gave a interview to Reader's Digest. And then they stopped digging. Like, it's this whole thing where people just come. Even, like, Franklin Delano Roosevelt went in and, and looked for this treasure. But my whole point is... This Reacher Digest article got to this boy, and this boy read it and had a dream to do that. So he and his brother, they made their fortune, and that is their they, – they have investors, and they go to Oak Island, and they basically dig for this treasure. And they and History Channel has been recording them, and I think they're on season four or five. But the thing is, <laughs> again, it's another History Channel investigation kind of thing and they do the exact same thing they have a trailer they have a command center every episode they go in after the whole day and they sit down and they talk about their day and so i was like well that is very history channel so they have their own command center but what's different is they also have what they call an inner um an inner sanctum which is a control room with the again the best backsplash i've ever seen <laughs> in the control room and it's all set up there's cameras everywhere there's technology there's recording and i will admit i'm making fun of it but it's actually really cool because to me 
this is showing that they're serious about recording what they're seeing. And I think I'm so used to these shows where it's like, well, what we have here is we have a 1998 Sony one-shot camera. And in this hand, we have uh, a 1988 uh, VHS cassette record. It's like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I totally get it. Not all of us are made of money. Totally get it. But like, can we at least kind of do a little scientific thing with this? And this one is basically like, this is what we're doing. And the camcorder will always be held by somebody who is probably having way too much caffeine that day. Mm-hmm. Or forgot that there is a there is a cap on it. You know, I feel like the people who came up with the new cameras, like Camera Go and all those, they were the kids who who did the best, who had the solo in their band or in their choir or hit that home run. And they don't have that memory because their dad forgot to take off the lens cap cover. And so now I feel like those people are like, you know what? I'm designing the camera, no effing lens cap. Just, just no, no. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Because I guarantee you that someone's going to put a thumb over the lens. Just know it. Okay, so the next thing that I have is, again, they have a lot of technology, but my favorite is, and I, I put even a note here that says, ask Jason about this. They have this technology that the lead investigator, Eric, developed. And it measures vibrations underground and it records and notifies him whenever it happens. So he, he calls this thing Sentinel Assignment Telemetry and Notification. Or Satan. <laughs> Do you think he, like, came up with, like, the first think, two I words? Was, I think, no, he would think he was trying to think as hard as he could. How how can I create an acronym that's going to sound super badass for this technology? Wait a sec. Satan. Okay, let me just try to figure out the words that's going to go with this. Exactly. I feel like he did that. But, I mean, I, under, I understand where this thought came from because it's underground and the vibrations but it's just so funny when he's like and i call it satan and i'm like D -d 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 for for a show that was doing half folklore and half scientific i feel like this guy is kind of like yes yeah, something is happening here let's just call so, it this so what do you so what do you say when the when the when the technology is not working for some reason you say not today satan <laughs> not today <laughs> basically Oh gosh, but like still, I just, I, I wanted to talk to you about it because I was like, oh, I just have a feeling that I feel like this is how I saw you watching it, Jay. I feel like you were like maybe eating popcorn or something or you got up to get something to drink and then he's sitting there talking about science, science, science. And all of a sudden he just says, I call it Satan. And you're just like, oh, let me just come back and see what's Satan. <laughs> right. That's the kind of thing they would have come up with for in like one of those Ooh, I want to say like mid '90s, like kind of paramilitary TV shows or something, where like you know they kind of like they brought in a team of people and they got. Do you, do you remember the show Mantis? I don't think I've ever seen Mantis. I know of okay. it. Okay, but for people who don't know, Mantis was like he, he, this guy. He's a scientist and he was paralyzed from like the waist down, right, or something like that. And he created this like bio you know, bio suit or something that allowed him to not only walk and whatever, but 
that you could run around and fight crime and stuff like that. And it was called Mantis. I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it kind of reminds, it gave me that kind of a vibe. It's like, oh, it's like a mid nineties kind of techie, but you know, techie for the nineties kind of thing. Yeah. But I will admit this, this device, he calls it his tower and it records all stuff. So it, it's in, it's a legit system that they will use it in the future, but it's just really funny that they named it. And another piece of equipment that they have that I thought, yes, this show, this show is going to, it's going to be smart. They have the aeronautics transponder. So what that is, is it basically tells you what flights and what airplanes are going above you. So you see something in the sky and people said, it's just an airplane. Well, then you can go inside and be like, that's not an airplane because it's there's no transponder. There's no information on it. And I'm like, why hasn't anyone else done this? That's like the smartest thing. I've never thought of that. Like, seriously, it's one of these things. I always had this theory for Skinwalker Ranch. I don't like I haven't watched the rest of it past like episode two. But based on what we were seeing and the stories we were hearing from the original one. I was always thinking, like, I wonder if they ever looked into this or if there is a way that you could look at, they could look into it. The reason why people seem like they, they have these experiences or they feel these presences or these energy readings or whatever, but there's never, at least from the old stuff, the old the old shows and everything, they never really have any, like, any real physical evidence. You know, nothing that says, okay, so this, this is what could possibly happen. And I was thinking... Could it be not so much extraterrestrial, but maybe extra dimensional? And and you know what? I think they are going to get into that. It's it's very interesting the equipment they start using because I guess I'm just so used to my ghost hunts that I'm like, what's that thing? What's that thing? Well, right. that thing is like I started getting to the point where I'm all like, whoa. I mean, obviously there's probably people who do these investigations like that. They're just not recorded. And they're even, they even talk about, throughout the whole series, this must be said like six or seven times in the whole series, that Bigelow did record this stuff with the government, and it was never released. And it's still not released, and it's not for public, and it's, it's whatever they got, they are not sharing. So it's very possible they did the exact same measurements and data collecting is just we don't know that but this is really interesting I, I i really found that they're not fooling around that they really do want to try to capture something whereas i was half expecting what they i was half expecting them to sit around a bonfire in the first episode you know what i mean <laughs> i always love when they like go out you know people will say like funny things are happening on this ranch we need you to do something and investigate and they say okay we'll investigate this then they do the investigation, and they say, "We're not going to tell you what any of this is." Yeah, basically, and so so it's interesting that you see all this equipment, and Travis has taken more on the tour, and this is this is actually my favorite part of the the show, and we finally see where all these stories take place, and the example they use is. They go to the homestead where the Gormans lived, and they even go to the the pen, and you see the road, and they share the story. And I think Dragon and um, Dragon, Dragon, 
and the other scientist, I'm sorry, Jim. So Dragon and Jim basically retell the story about the Gormans moving in and seeing a wolf, and the wolf sees the calves in the pen and grabbing one of the calves and attacking them, and then they try and shoot the wolf, are unable to shoot it. They get another bigger gun. They shoot it. It finally runs off. They chased after it. And it disappears at this creek. And you see all of this. Like they, they show you, like, here's where the house is. Here's where the creek is. Here's how it looks. And it it's really fascinating to me because, like, again, this was all in my head imagining how these, like, based on, like, other ranches I know or other agricultural kind of things. Like, oh, this is what it's set up like. It's right by the road or it's really small. But now seeing it, it's like, Wow. It gives a whole other dimension, no pun intended, but like whole other dimension of what those stories were because it makes it sound like when you hear these stories where it's like, oh, the wife, and I forget her name, but Mrs. Gorman is walking around with Mr. Gorman, with the Gormans are walking around and they're on horses and they're on the ridge and they see something and they have to ride real, like, you know, back to their house. And you're thinking, okay, what was that? Like five minutes? No, it could be like 15 minutes. Like this, this thing is huge. Like this, this land is huge. So it just gives a more depth to the stories. I wish they had like somehow documented, you know, when they said like, Oh, this giant wolf, like attacked their calves. And they, they said that they followed tracks or something like that. Up until a certain point, and then it just it disappeared. The trail vanished. They're like, well, could you maybe have taken a photo of the tracks? Or Apparently, yeah. this was like a monstrously large wolf. Yeah, but you know what? I can't blame people for not doing that. Like, one, they were ranchers. So maybe they're used to seeing animals. So it I probably didn't, probably wasn't until later that it started being weird. But I'll be honest, when I was watching this, and there are moments um, where he's alone, or you're like, you're watching this, and I'm like, I see now why they use cars, not cars, but like little like golf carts to get around, because I started thinking about all the stories where like their dogs were dead, and their their people disappeared, or they've seen these animals, and I started thinking like, okay, Dragon, you know what, go ahead, carry your gun around, because like I... I didn't realize how big this place was and just thinking, I mean, it's one thing when I'm safely, I'm safe in my house, in my um, armchair, but like when you're watching that and you're imagining if you're walking alone out there and then go at night, it's like, oh, that's so creepy. It probably is really scary too. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today. Okay, so moving on. Right now... Travis is being um, brought to the ridge, and he's more scully to these molders around him. He really still doesn't know what to believe. And then um, he asks about the skinwalker, and then we get to more into the Native American history and the lore. And the ranch manager, Jim Morse, we find out, has seen what he feels was a skinwalker. And this is what you mentioned earlier, Jay, was when he was out patrol not patrolling, but I guess he was out along the ridge. And he sees two red eyes on the ridge that disappear, that fade and disappear. And he believes strongly that it was a skinwalker that he saw. And I think that... Travis is surprised because when when he when they mention that to him, he kind of looks back really fast. Like I think he still thinks that he's working with a lot of people who are scientists, 
And I think he's not realizing, like, there's one thing where, okay, here's the history of the land, but here's what you believe the history means to the land and to the people of the land. And is it real? Is it just their belief? And I think he's realizing that it's more than just the belief with the Native Americans. These men are believing in, in it as well. You know what I mean? Uh, so we go to the Mesa. And this is the first one. This is the thing, the Mesa, the cliff, that was pulsating and glowing in the video that Brian had showed him a day earlier. So he takes out what's called, I forgot what the, the, the technology is called, but it measures the electronic fields and microwave waves. And when, as you're checking it, they find, or um, Travis finds, that there's microwave radiation. And it's actually getting into a high, uh, a high number. And this is when he starts becoming, Travis starts becoming intrigued because there's no phone posts around. There's hardly any Wi-Fi because like he even says his phone's going dead and, uh, or doesn't have the bars. And it's a very high microwave levels that he's getting. And there's no, there's no reason for them to get out there because they are not produced in nature, he says. And also as he's standing there, another of the guy, Eric, the investigator brings out his machine because he's using dragons and it keeps changing this this microwave keeps changing directions he would face it let's say north and jim would face it west they were getting hits and then all of a sudden it would change and at one point they were the complete opposite and you could see travis's intrigue he's like i want to measure this is something we can measure and he has plans on so he they get back to to the command center and they sit around and he's like i don't know what that was it was intriguing this is what i want to do i'm gonna put i think i'm my said this wrong but he wants to put i think transponders out along the ridge so they could start measuring it whenever these levels come up he wants to try to track it he wants to try to record if anything out of ordinary he also thinks we they need a radiation suite because the history of the land also includes in Nevada in the 1950s, they're really close. They're maybe not close in miles, but close when on the wind of the atomic testing site of the 1950s. So they could have material on the ranch from that time period. And, it, and he even explains this could cause people having, you know, getting sick. This could cause people having hallucinations. This is called cause a lot of what people experience on the land. So he's, he's, he's coming up with ideas. And the scientists, you know, Jim and Eric, they're like, yeah, this is great. And everyone else is kind of quiet. And they're, they're saying, like, We're, let's do this. And then tension rises. Because Travis then mentions he wants to dig because he wants to be scientific about it and he wants to see, he wants to measure if there's like if there's radiation on top, he wants to see if it gets worse or better when you start digging. If there's something in the ground coming up. Well that's when that's when the S kind of hits the fan because this is where the superstition and I'm not saying they're superstitious, I'm just saying this is this is where the folklore, the superstition, the weirdness, what you believe. The fear. The fear 
versus the science kind of comes in. And it's Dragon who brings it up because he explains that when people dig, stuff happens. And C says there's no way they're digging on the land. I have thoughts on this. One, my first thought is he's a security guy who doesn't want to stir up trouble. So what is the point of this whole thing then? If he doesn't want to do this. Right. You came here to find answers and you're only going to find answers if you investigate. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, I, and don't get me wrong. I understand where they're coming from, but I don't know. Are they all just, they're, they're a team. Of course they mentioned Brian is the one in charge because he's the owner of the ranch, but there has to be like, they, they brought him in to basically say, I'll be honest. I think they brought him in to basically say like, listen, this is how we should measure. And then when people say, well, no, we can't do that because it's scary. And then it's like, so we're not going to do that. We'll do something else. And it's like, okay, well, I see two, I, I see them both ways. I see, yeah, it's kind of weird that stuff happens and it's scary. Like it's scary stuff that happens. And I'll get into it more in a minute. But then on the other hand, shouldn't you figure out what is happening? Because what happens if you're in danger if you don't figure out what's happening? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like medicine. Like you you could say, wow, I have a little bit of a headache. I guess I'll take some aspirin. Oh, I have more of a headache when I read too much, so I'm not going to read anymore. Oh, I still have a headache when I when I even read labels. I'm not going to read anymore. Watch TV. I'm not going to do anything oh, I go to the hospital, it's actually a brain tumor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you should find out what's causing this, not just thinking it's one thing. And, yeah. but, no, no, go ahead. I'm it's, sorry. It's, 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 it's a little irrational. He's like, you know, you want answers. Let them get answers the way that would, in the ways that they know would give you the most information. Otherwise, let them go home. There's no point in them being there if, you, if they're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, if you do this stuff, you know, we've had bad things happen. It's like, well, people will go outside and get mugged. I mean, it's just like you said, it's not like they're, you know, not like they're saying I'll never leave my house again because this because this bad thing happened to me. You know, it's like it's like here, dragon. Just shut up and let the guy do his job. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. And OK, this is my next favorite scene, but like. What happens, so what happens next is Dragon kind of tricks Travis. He says, well, who, how, who are, who's going to dig? And Travis is kind of like, well, I don't know. I guess we get volunteers. Because one, it kind of says, like, well, I'm not digging. <laughs> like, I love that thing where it's like, I'm not digging. But, like, he's like, I guess we get volunteers of who, who would, who feels more comfortable. And Dragon gets upset. It's like, you know, there's only been one person who dug here. And he had an experience. And he's sitting right here. And I feel bad because Travis kind of looks taken back. Like, he wasn't told that someone got hurt while they were digging on the ranch. So, it's like they set him up. And, I mean, again, this is all probably, it could be all scripted. It probably is. But my whole thing, though, is, is like, I, I feel like if it is scripted, you're making the scientist look kind of like a, you know, a douche. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's not trying, I don't think he, he and he even says, I, I care about if, if people are safe. His whole thing is, there's radiation here, there's danger level of microwave, gamma rays, other rays, like, there's, there's dangerous levels here that we should really, like, make sure we're even, should be here, and investigate. Yeah. 
but the whole thing is they kind of make him sound like he doesn't care. Well, yeah, I mean, and plus it's like, what if the guy had, like, you know, been missing an arm because, you know, he got attacked by a mountain lion one time while he was out on the ranch? It's like, oh, well, we can't go out on the ranch at night because this guy got mauled by a, you know, mountain lion, so we can't do that. Well, and so, and so to, to catch up the readers, I'm sorry, the readers, because I'm about to read, the listeners, this is this is the story. He points to Thomas Winterton, the ranch superintendent. Um, he's the guy with the cowboy hat, as Jason mentioned earlier. And he explains that when he first started working on the ranch, he was not a superstitious fellow. And... He talks about wanting to investigate, and I'm not sure why, but one time they decided well, we're going to one of only two, one of only two people who are allowed to wear a hat. That's so funny. So for listeners, we kind of had a malfunction where Jay um, cut out, so we stopped, reset, and I said, "Jay, just pick up from your joke because I can't do it," and it cut out again. So someone just didn't want you to make that joke. Apparently. <laughs> well. So his story that is told to Travis is that he decided to dig, and then three days later, he noticed what he calls a goose egg on his head. And I guess he just thought he can power through it. And then his wife finally said, no, go to the emergency room. And when he finally went to the hospital, it moved, I guess, got bigger and almost got to the top of his head. And he was in a lot of pain. And he basically says his scalp was lifting from his head. So it's almost like, and they show the x-rays, and it's almost like you see his cranium, and then you see his scalp kind of, like, raising up, like there should be something in there. Yeah, it said he was, it was separating from the muscle and the fatty tissue and everything. Yeah, so it's some scary stuff. And he spent, they said, like, weeks in the hospital. So he believes that whatever happened is because he dug and I mean, Travis feels awful. He's like, yeah, you know, if you got hurt and I don't think Travis, I'll be honest, he doesn't say this, but I don't think he's thinking it's something like a curse or superstition. I'll be honest. I think he might be thinking it's something with like radiation or the microwaves. Like there's something underground that is producing something that's probably unsafe. Again, Travis never says this, but he has this kind of weird, like, this is serious. And I don't think it's serious because of this, like, of a superstition that you dug and now bad luck happened. No, it's something is, is happening and we don't know what it is, but it's dangerous. And, again, they talk about digging. And, and again, they argue the same argument that you and I were just talking about. Like, well, we have to find out what's going on because this could hurt anyone. And basically he's agreed that Brian should be, as an owner, is going to have the last say. So they call him up, they zoomy zoom, and basically Dragon tells him, which again, Dragon. which again, you have two scientists there, a lead investigator. Why is it Dragon, like, and you could tell like he's reading it from a piece of paper. Like he's like, well, they want to do this type of thing and this type of thing and this type of thing. And they want to dig. I love Brian's reaction. He's like, oh, well, that's disturbing. (laughs) I don't 
think we should be digging and herp-a-derp-a-derp-a-derp. I do love Brian, though. I, I'm sorry. He's my favorite leader. I, I, he's I my Tony Dra Stark. I want Dragon to have, like, a Batman voice. Oh, he should. Like, he's dressed I all in black. Hey, right? He's all in black. I want to be like, hey, boss, the, the nerds here want to do some digging. They want to see if there's any radioactive material underneath Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, quit. I know, I know we have to quit recording soon because we've been having some technical difficulties, but my favorite game of Cards Against Humanity is one time I was playing with Chris and a couple of friends, and he got, I forgot how the, how the cards work, um, but he got, uh, like, awkward voice messages left by Batman, and, or, like, Batman voice, and he just started making, like, so that was a running joke for a while, was every time people would see him he would like batman do you have an awkward message and he'd be like hey alfred, uh hey alfred can you go ahead and clean the bat cave uh oh oh this is the wrong number uh you could you could just go go ahead and forget this it's uh i'm not batman i'm not batman or bruce wayne oh shoot and so he would just have these, like, Chris would just come up with these awkward Batman voice messages every time he saw his friends for, like, maybe, like, a month. Alfred, it's Bat, I mean, Bruce, how do I get uh, blood stains out of the Bat, I mean, the Royce? <laughs> no, exactly, those are exactly the... <laughs> This isn't Batman. So... I agree. He's all dragon is wears all black. He should have a Batman voice. But anyway, so he tells Brian they want to dig. Brian's against it because of what happens. And he also alludes to a fact that there are things that Travis doesn't know about. And this is my far, oh my gosh, by far my favorite Travis moment. Because Travis doesn't know what's what's going on. He's a scientist. He wants all the facts. He wants all the data. So he asks, so Brian asks Eric about the case, quote unquote. And Eric says, I have it. I didn't just wait in for the right moment to bring it up in the discussion. The face that Travis makes, if you watch this, and, and Jay, you may have to rewatch this. If you watch this, Travis makes the best face Actually, of... Now that, now that you say it, you, as you're saying it, I'm remembering exactly what he just looks at him like, son of a... <laughs> yes, he has the best, I put here, he has the best WTF are you talking about face and something about a case. And it's at 39 minutes and 36 seconds, I mean, on Hulu. Like, I paused it because there's just this face that he looks and it's the same face... Uh, that I give my husband when he says, you know what, we should have pizza tonight. And I'm like, I don't know, we shouldn't. I already bought the pizza kind of face. You know, like, are you kidding me? It's like, it's, it's the most perfect face. Like this guy has just like, you could tell like his jaw's a little bit like tight. He just keeps, and he keeps looking at it. And like what I love is the lead Not investigator. 
nostril flares all over the place. Oh, all over the place. And my favorite part is Eric does not look at him at all. He's just like looking at the screen at Brian. And and then Travis explains like he is a scientist. He needs all the data. So he doesn't know why he's not given all the data. And he's very frustrated. But just he keeps looking like even after I unpause it and they're talking and he just keeps he, he looks at Brian. Travis looks at Brian. And then he just keeps looking at Eric like, just he, he he has like a Bruce Campbell moment where he just wants to stand up and she's like, listen up, you primitive screwheads. No, it's serious because like, and then Eric explains that the case, quote unquote, is in the inner sanctum, and they were just in there like, oh yeah, you you let me, you showed me Satan, but you didn't show me this case. Like you showed me. Your stupid computer with your stupid acronym that you probably came up with on a drunken Saturday night after after reading Spawn comic books all night long, and this you you left out some important information. Oh god, like that's my favorite. Like the whole episode alone was just worse. That moment, that like thirty seconds of like just. Oh god, that face is so good. I, it's so I would, good. I would have walked. walked. I'd be like, you know what? You guys are on your own. Oh god, it was. Oh, he's stuck. Your... He doesn't have a car. He. That's. Oh my gosh. Now deal, I think about it. Like, now be like, you all deal with your skinwalkers and your extra dimensional entities and all that nonsense by yourselves. Thank you. And you know I what? said good day. Just good day. And on the way out the door, I'm going to dig so many holes in this place. <laughs> You won't even know what hits you. You wake up tomorrow morning, your skin will be inside out. Oh, so let's just finish. Like, so the last moment. So Brian leaves. He has another meeting. He he logs off. Eric gets up. He goes to the inner sanctum. He has a it's keypad. Like, he puts in the number. It's all very, it's all very tense. And he has a case. And he tells them everything can be explained with the case. As he opens it, everyone stands up. They start looking into the case. And it ends. And the viewer has to wait until the next episode, which is the following week, to see exactly what was or is in the case. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, you have, like, this is the season finale of a show. And they say, oh, my God, to the case. And the show gets canceled. Yeah, this is a whole Pulp Fiction moment where the case was open and they saw something and it's golden. But it just, again, again, yeah, that, that moment's great. But that moment, that what, what, WTF, you son of a B, like, look that Travis gives Eric. Oh, God, I just, I, I love that. I want that as, like, a wallpaper because, like, that look is just, it's so, like, tight. Like, I, I know this is probably scripted. I know that it, it's probably talked about, like, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to mention this weird case because that's where we're going to end, whatever. But still, that, if... If that was scripted, and I'm sure it is, he should just be an actor. Because, like, this this, this is so great, just how he looks over, and he just, like, has that murder in his eyes. Like, I didn't get my facts. Like, I will beat you to death with that case. <laughs> After I log the information that's important to me, I will beat you with this case until your skull caves in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hold on, there's my neighbors. I apologize if there's any... But yeah, I know that was my favorite part of the whole episode. And um, so again, we're going to review episode two next time. Actually, next time what we're going to do is we're going to go back to our regular format of stories. And then this will be the following 
recording. So sorry, guys, you guys don't find out what's in the case until, well, I guess you guys could just go and watch it yourself. But if you guys want to find out, we'll, we'll discuss it next um, review. But the first episode, it's everything I wanted and I didn't even know. Even down to the brood and scientists. I love my brood and scientists. Well, yeah, I guess he's not really brooding, but I just, I love you so angry. Do you want to know what... He's like, he's like, personal log, April 2nd, 19, 2019. These a-holes have kept me out of the loop for too long. Mentioned some freaking case. Tomorrow morning, I'll beat them to death of that case and then solve this whole mystery by myself. Well, so here, here's what I thought was funny. You you keep saying it's, we were talking about it's Marvel. Definitely Marvel. Um, Avenger style. You've been mentioning, you've been getting a lot of Batman feels. A lot of Batman feels. You want to know what movie I think that this is parallel to? Mm. Jurassic Park. How so? Okay, so my husband asked me the same thing. I'm watching a movie where first we get a little tease scene about a death, which happens in Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Then I get a, a billionaire, millionaire coming to a scientist saying, I need your help, which we have in um, the conference scene. Mm -hmm. Then we get a helicopter scene to the land that he wants to investigate. Then we have a guy dressed all in black, um, basically poo-pooing everything the scientist is saying. Oh, yeah, so he's the Dr. Allen, maybe? Dr. Allen is Travis, and I'm saying Malcolm Jeff Goldblum is Dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so I know the guy who mentions the case, he's like the Wayne Knight. Maybe. Oh, who? but now who's the clever girl? That's going to be, that. that's my favorite guy. You know, the oh, one with the gun and the stuff. Hunter. Yeah. Oh. Maybe that should be Dragon. I don't know. That's that might be Caleb because Caleb comes ba back later, and oh. he's you don't ever see Caleb again through because he's not part of the inner sanctum. Like he's he's um I don't know Marvel that well, but whatever character he's, like comes in and says hi, but doesn't get to sit at the fancy table. Oh, uh, he's like the like the Avengers East Coast or something like that. A little bit, but I sat there watching this, and I'm like, is this Jurassic Park? Because then, like, he goes out in the... They go out into these little cars or going around the island. And they get stuck. And then the same thing kind of happens. He, he finds these waves and stuff. He gets very impressed on the first day he was there. Well, now they have to have, like, an old guy with, like, a Scottish accent or something. He'd be like, you know, like, welcome to Skin for Crunch. <laughs> I don't know. I got, like, a lot... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie I got a lot of Jurassic Park feels from this like because I got this like okay millionaires asking and, a scientist they, I don't know if you already mentioned this but they flew in on helicopter that's what I'm saying that's like the biggest thing and then they have like a then they have a command center with all of these oh oh they even in the conference room and I didn't know this because I haven't seen Jurassic Park in years and I was actually going to kind of watch it just to see but I watched the trailer. In the trailer, there's a scene where they're all sitting around a table 
talking about Jurassic Park as there's pictures about Jurassic Park going on. That's totally in the command center they do that. And they do that when they're in the conference room. And yeah, then they have a kind of a command center that can control everything from from there, just like Jurassic Park. I'm just saying, Skinwalker Ranch is Jurassic Park. Like, like we've been secretly breeding Skinwalkers and and extra dimensional entities in this place. But uh, yeah, I uh, we don't want you to dig because it does. We do not want you to dig, laddie. Oh gosh. You'll release all kinds of bad humors and gases and such. I just want to, you know how Jeff Goldblum, my favorite, my favorite part of that whole thing is like, I love Jeff Goldblum. It's all, his dress part is the best. But my favorite part, one of the favorite parts is where he says, are we going to get to see dragons on this dragon tour? And, and he's like, I hate that guy. I'm waiting for Travis to say that about dragon. Like, I hate this guy. He's like, will there be any uh, 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 skinwalkers on this uh, skinwalker ranch tour? Hello? <laughs> Hello? I hate that guy. You know, say with the Scottish, it's like, I hate that guy. Oh, oh my gosh. Jay, you cracked me up so much. But anyway, so that's episode one of The Secret of Skinwalker. Wait for our next episode, episode two, Skinwalk, Secret of Skinwalker, and I should say, I should write down, like, what these titles are of the episodes, but anyway, episode one, I, I, it's everything I've ever wanted, and I didn't know, <laughs> and I'm really hoping now that I have Disney Plus, not Disney Plus, sorry, Discovery Plus, Discovery. That season two is coming out, and I, I, I want to watch season two so bad because I'm just enjoying it. Because part of it is, wow, this is fascinating. I love that they're really doing a scientific approach. And part of me is like, oh, it's about to get, like, you know, real housewives of, you know, whatever. It's going to get, like, real husbands of Skinwalker up here because they're all kind of doing this whole, like, like, they're t kind of teaming up. Like, we got, oh, no, no, again, Marvel. We have our own civil war here. We got half of them wanting to dig and half of them saying they can't. What's going to happen? Oh, my God, we, we cannot afford all these copyrights you keep doing. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's, that's the end. That's all I have. Do you have any final thoughts? No, not really. <laughs> I will say I'm waiting for the moment where somebody has to say, like, hold on to your butt. <laughs> oh, that has there, to be, that's to be Caleb. Please, please tell me there's going to be, like, an episode later on where all the systems malfunction and, like, all their cameras go out. And some guy's, like, like, trying to restart and he's like, hold on to your butt. Uh, I'm not going to tease anything. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give anything away, but I will tease. One of the cameras do go down at an inopportune time. Dun, dun, dun. Not but. today, Satan. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I actually don't even know if they actually use that machine. I can't. I don't remember them using it. I think they just wanted. He just wanted to show it off. Like, look what I like named this, this thing. Like this machine doesn't do anything, does it? You just use this to watch YouTube videos, don't you? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> okay. Well, should we do our listen? Ah, listening. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm so tired now. Should we do our legendary listener shout-out? Yes. Okay, well, we have new downloads in Canada this week. We are going to shout-out to our legendary listeners in Saskatchewan. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to say Saskatchewan. Now Leslie gets a kick out of saying things. I know, right? Especially when I know I'm saying it right. With words. With words. Okay, you want to take us home? This has been another exciting and successful episode of Legends in the Dark. My name is Jay. And I am Leslie. Your purveyors of the paranormal, your curators of the creepy, and your viewers of various supernatural television shows. Nice. Nailed it. I know, right? (laughs) Thank you all, and good night.